0: Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Alicia Shanice Reviews. I am your host, it's your girl Shanice, coming back at you with another podcast. We are on episode 253, and today's topic is Cruel Summer. It has returned, so we got eight more weeks to go because they gave us two solid episodes. So today's topic is Cruel Summer. We will be recapping episode one and two. The description reads, for number one, episode one, Welcome to Chatham. In the summer of 1999, small-town computer genius Megan resents the arrival of outgoing and mysterious foreign exchange student Isabella. Little does she know how her life will change by summer of 2000. Episode two, the description reads, in summer 1999, Isabella grows closer to Luke while struggling to connect with Megan. In winter 1999, Isabella searches for justice following the disastrous Christmas party. So you already know how we do. We about to get into it. We about to bark it down, dissect it, scene by scene, like we do over here on this platform. After that, I will play the trailer for next week's episode. And then I have a sleeper for you guys in my Joe Button style. Shout out to the pod, Father Joey. As always, if you need to get in touch with me, my Facebook is Alicia Shanice. Instagram, Alicia Shanice Reviews email alicia shanice reviews 13 at gmail.com you guys know you can hit me up it could be inbox dm or email hit me up for any recap requests you might have any businesses that you're working on music brand let me shout you out free of charge y'all know me I love whom loves me, and I spread love back the Brooklyn way, and everything is free of charge. I just want to show love back to my people. So any recap requests you guys have, um, now with a lot of our shows, being on breaks is the best time to get them in. Um, I recap documentaries, uh, movies, television shows. Music albums, you know, and if you got anything you're working on, let me spread some love your way. You support my platform, let me support yours. Let me check you out. So, um, any businesses, brand, music, let your girl know. Um, this was two solid episodes. Y'all know I recapped every uh episode from Cruel cool Summer from the season one. Um, I thought this was a very solid start, but we'll get into that in a minute. Um, season one was amazing. Um Oh, real quick, if you uh, listen to the podcast on Spotify, can you please do me a favor and hit that follow button? It will help your girl out tremendously. And while you're on Spotify, check out my music playlist. They are all on there. I have every genre because your girl got some long range music ears. So check your girl out. Follow me on Spotify. It helps me out. And then, you know, even if you guys don't have any recap requests or anything, you are more than welcome to hit me up if you just want to say what's up. That's cool, too. But on another note, let's go ahead and jump into the show because we are recapping two episodes. So let's get into the show and let's talk cruel summer, Y2K era. You know, we're going to party like this 1999. Let's get into
1: the show. One mic, one mic, one mic. One mic. All I need is one mic, one mic.
0: One mic. Yeah. Hey y'all, it's your girl Shanice, and I'm just coming in to check in with y'all to remind y'all to protect your energy. As I always say, life is at you know, we have very different stresses at an all time high. Why not go ahead and take you guys a nice vacation at a reasonable price with a trusted travel agent? you know and that could be a solo trip a trip with your boo thing, a family trip a girl's trip a guy's trip whatever just let me let y'all know this right now visit t booked it t-b-b-o-o-k-e-d-i-t follow them on instagram on instagram or you can send them an email at it at gmail.com the world is a beautiful place Let them go ahead and help you discover it. Go ahead and release those stress vibes and go ahead and enjoy your vacation. At TB Booked It, they got all the reasonable deals. And just let them know, your girl Shanice, she sent you there. Her name is
1: Shanice, and she's the one. Her name is Shanice. And she's the one! <laughs>
2: Trying to run from my destruction You know I didn't even care <laughs> Six, eight, two, five, <laughs> six,
1: zero, 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 000, 000, 000
0: all right y'all let's jump into this show because we about to party like it's 1999 <laughs> i was super excited when i seen they were in the y 2 y2k area because that was a very pivotal era Um, And that was my actually my last year in middle school. (laughs) I guess that tells my age. But um, I remember 1999 like it was yesterday. And I remember how important that New Year's was in the Y2K area. So I I appreciated that. Um, I was a big fan of season one, especially like I thought the first few episodes really just drew you all the way in. So if you're new to Cruel Summer and you're binge watching it, I also have recapped every episode from season one. Actually, Cruel Summer was one of my my first episodes I recapped when I started my podcast. I started it when Cruel Summer was uh, premiering and that was the first show I ever recapped. So we have definitely came a long way to be on episode 253 and that was my first show um that i recapped i only thought it was right that you know we bring it back and some of the my first listeners hopefully they've returned for to hear you know the progression of the podcast and not only that to just continue where we left off at and talk about uh, Cruel summer. It was. It's a different type of show, and it's a thriller, and it just puts you back in that '90s era. So I appreciate that because um, everybody know who listens to me. I am a big fan of the '90s. I am a '90s girl. I love '90s nostalgia. Even with these two episodes with the music, I was loving it. Um, but I when when I found out that they were gonna do. Two new characters. I'm like, oh lord, here we go. Because season one was just so tough to top. They started off so strong, and I had a team. Like soon as season one started, I was team Jeanette. I didn't care what nobody said. So by the time we made it to the season finale, I was a little disappointed because on how it ended. I'm like, damn, Jeanette. So you really didn't know she was down there. Technically, you didn't see her, but. You heard her, you know, so I was a little like, okay, Jeanette, you know, but I was team Jeanette, even though she did some doofy things, but season one was very solid. It was a few episodes. I was like, "Hmm, okay, okay, y'all, but you know, for the most part, it was very solid. And I love Jessica Bell. I'm a 90s girl. I grew up watching her on Seven Heaven. So I definitely want to support her. And I would have to say for season two, they started off very, very, very strong. Now, y'all know how we do over here. We like to dissect it scene by scene. But one thing about Cruel Summer is I might get a little lost sometime just because it's jumps between time frames and it gets you know like a little hard to talk about every little scene on how we do for other shows but i will do my best and if i miss anything you guys know how to hit me up and let me know and then also if you listen on spotify you can leave a comment as well but i'm gonna try to you know touch over everything important that happened and um i might miss a little bit but i'll bring it back up in a later scene as it follows up with it but by it skips from Winter 99, Summer 99, Summer 2000, and back to Winter 99. You know, it kind of gets a little confusing a little bit. But I did watch each episode twice. I thought it was very, very, very just good. And it drew me in. And it had me, listen, it had me wanting more. And I have picked a team. So listen, <laughs> in season one, I was team Jeanette. And as we talk, you'll see who I am team in this season, okay? Okay. <laughs> so we got two episodes here and then we got eight more weeks to go and i'm here for it i'm gonna be recapping each week uh lord my lord good lord's will you know be recapping each week and it has me wanting more it was a very strong start so i'm hoping that it continues to go on that way um They did change it up just a little bit because um, it gets a little more where you kind of have to really pay attention and figure it out. Because with season one, it said, "Okay, this happened approximately, you know, July 15th, 1995 and then 1996, you know, but this this starts off with the events that are about to unfold, take place on or around July 16, 1999, December 15, 1999, and uh, July 16, 2000. So we don't have the exact date like we had in season one because it says or around. So it opens up and we meet Megan. This is summer of 1999. And we can uh, tell the differences as well with the coloration. And it's all colorful and happy in, you know, summer of 99. We see her mom, Debbie, she has invited Isabella, an exchange student, to come stay with them for one year. And it happens to be Megan's senior year, which is already stressful enough for a high school student, you know, you're trying to figure out where you're about to go to college, high school, being a teenager, it is very challenging, you know, um, you already have some so many things you're dealing with, and they have an exchange student brought in that can bring enough stress on. Then you have a single mom who looks like she might, you know, they're not broke or anything or poor, but, you know, they're not rich either. So it looks like she might be struggling, and we could tell that because everything she did, Megan was like, um, how much did you pay for that? Um, how much, you know, um, but Megan is, she's not happy. She's not happy at all she um it's her senior year and and this is a very drastic change but her mom is overly excited about this she is like you know you could use a female friend and this is my way you know i can't afford to take you around the world but i'm bringing the world to you but megan don't see it like that she looking like you know i have to share my space even like this little, um, her mobile home. That's my hangout space. That's my space for me. Now I have to give this up for her, you know? So Megan is not so excited about it, but her mom is looking like maybe, you know, all she has is Lucas, her best friend. This would bring a female friend in and, you know, not knowing she's about to change her daughter's world forever so after that we go to winter 1999 and we get a drastic change with the color not too bad it's just a little more darker kind of gray and they got the spice girls playing on the tv and yes the spice girls was definitely a thing in the 90s um and we see things have changed um Megan's whole outlook on Isabella has changed. They're best friends now. They're very close. Um, we see the change in Megan's, even even in her outfits that she's wearing. And we also see that she's been accepted to University of Washington on an academic scholarship. So everything is looking great for Megan. You know, um, when it first started, she just was all serious. Follow the rules type girls. Um, go to work hang out with luke and that was it now it looks like she's more opened up a little bit and um i had one problem with that second scene um when i heard isabella say as if i'm like did she really just say as if first of all this is the y2k era and it's 1999 uh as if was in in 95 and 96 to stop it (laughs) I told y'all, I remember that era like it was nothing. And when the movie Clueless came out, 95, 96, mid 97, all you heard was ask if or whatever. You know what I'm saying? But I'm like, she said ask if that that saying had went out the window. <laughs> but no, nah, I'm just joking. But for real though, that, that did go out the window. But <clears throat> and then we get to the year of 2000 and (laughs) goddamn, that's all i could say i'm like okay the year 2000 here come that drastic change just like you know um and i will do this i'll I'll bring up the original as we progress with the season but i'm like you know even in season one when we had jeanette you know little miss glasses you know just naive jeanette in 95 then 90 uh no, 94, then 95, we got the popular uh, Jeanette, you know, she had blossomed out, glowed up, and then the drastic change the next year when it was like, well, goddamn, Jeanette, (laughs) you know, just that dark emo type, you know, so we see the drastic change with Miss Megan in, uh, summer 2000, and, you know, it was very drastic, so, um, We see uh, the sheriff pulling up at Megan's house and she sneaks out. Now, when I seen the sheriff, I'm like, Sean, is that you? Because y'all know I grew up off the soap operas and that's Sean from General Hospital. So I'm like, okay, we got Sean playing the sheriff. So if I end up calling him Sean and not his cruel summer name, forgive me. (laughs) All right. um, So we go back to summer 1999. And I don't know what it is about this show. But I instantly take um, the main guy character um, just like I did with Jamie in the original. I just take to them for some reason. I don't know. They To me, with the main guy cast that they picked, they always do a really good job. With Jamie, I thought he was a very strong uh, male lead character, and I really liked it his personality, even though he punched the shit out of J- Jeanette. That was Bo. <laughs> but I liked it, Jamie. And then as soon as like I we met Luke's character, I don't know why I took to him, and I just liked it Luke's character. Uh so I, I don't know. I really liked it, Luke. But anyway, they show us early on. Uh, Megan and Luke's close relationship. And, you know, Megan is not the... She's not the party girl. She's the computer genius, the computer science genius at that, which you got to be smart with some math and science. She's the good girl, kind of standoffish. She's Luke's best friend. We can tell how close they are. And, you know, um, even when he tries to get her to go on a boat ride with him and the other crew, they're like, of course she's not coming. So, you know, Megan, she was real closed off, real standoffish, really like uh, Isabella Carter um, later on, a follow the rule type girl. And we just see as we see early on that special bond between them you can see he cares for her because he's like you sure you don't want me to you know just stay and she's like no go ahead have fun i meet you guys at the bloom so we can tell okay you know we, we we see the connection we see that they're just friends but but we see it you know we see we see see it and then we go back to winter 1999 and everything has changed it's not just we see it we see it they're an actual couple now and we see megan is more free we see we see the different In her appearance and her how she's dresses they're all kissing and you know just look like they're happy with that puppy love teenage love and and then we go back to summer 1999 and uh debbie is coming downstairs with you know the bouquet of flowers for miss isabella to arrive and megan like and why are you paying this much money for someone we barely know, Megan was not here for Miss Isabella coming. She just wasn't. She wasn't here for it. So then we could see early on in this series that Luke's dad, uh, he is the man in the town. He owns all the local businesses, the properties, and they're more fortunate, you know, Debbie is a single mom. They're not poor, but they're not rich. And we can see Megan is very responsible for her age. Just from certain comments she makes, she's very responsible and she likes to uh, help her mother out. So we go to summer of 2000. It's very dark. Megan goes to see some man and she has something on a computer desk. Um, And It's just like her whole personality has changed. Um, She goes to see some men and, you know, she like, who did you tell? And he like, I didn't say a word. And she like, okay, it's double now. So I'm like, what the fuck double? What's on that disc? What he do? Who the fuck is this? You know, I'm super confused. Like, okay, I need more. I need more. Who is this guy? You know, and your whole mood just switched up. You a whole different person now. Even the music they was playing in the background. I was digging it. I'm like, okay, what we about to do? We're going to blackmail somebody. I need to know more. Who is this? <laughs> so it leaves us with clue number one. Who is this guy? Then it goes back to summer 1999, and as soon as Isabella uh, got out the car, when she uh, made it to their home, I could already tell, I said, oh, Lord, she about to be something else. And when she got out the car, she reminded me of, I want y'all to go back and look at her picture. Hold on a minute. Um, This young lady reminded me of, let me pull up her name. Hold on one second. Cuz I mean, th- it looks like it could be her younger sister or her daughter. They have like they look so much alike.
1: <clears throat>
0: what the hell? Hold on. I'm googling it and it took me to a whole different movie. Y'all remember the Best Man, Shelby uh <clears throat> from the Best Man uh movie. What is her real name? <clears throat> melissa de souza she looks just like her to me like she could be a younger version of her daughter or her younger sister but yeah melissa uh, de souza who plays shelby in the best man so as soon as i seen her getting out she had her little heels on her little summer dress i said oh lord miss isabella about to be a trip i can already tell trouble 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 <laughs> You could tell she was more experienced she seemed very very confident very worldwide you know and megan's little sister is just ecstatic she's so happy to see her and um she comes with gifts got a gift for mama debbie got a gift for little sis and then when she handed her gift to megan megan like oh thank you debbie like aren't you gonna open it up (laughs) So, I mean, she's just so standoffish. She's um quite reserved. But when she gifted her with the mystery book, like, your mom said you like mysteries. And, and Megan just smiled even when the little sister was like, isn't she great, Megan? And Megan just smiled. like, mm-hmm. She great, all right. I was like... <laughs> i don't know it was megan for me because she was just giving those vibes of i'm not i don't want you here and i'm not even about to put on an oscar award performance like i do and that's kind of me in a way it is so hard for me to put on a good front like if if i don't mess with you it, it, it definitely shows in my facial expression <laughs> so like when megan was doing that i don't know i just got a tickle out of that now M- megan reminded me of jeanette in the original when she went through uh Isabella's things. When she went through her trailer and then went through her things now I was team Jeanette in season one, but Jeanette used to do some doofy ass things. I used to be like, Jeanette, i mess with you and all, but go sit down, you know. And when Megan went through her things, I'm like, okay, Megan, um, I know we don't trust her and all, but but you might be doing a little too much because you're going through the, the, the passports, you're going through everything. But we did see... Um, Uh, Isabella is well traveled. She has visited multiple places. Like she said, her parents were diplomats. We also seen a disc in her bag from the summer of 1998, the summer before. So I'm sure it was something that happened in 98. And um, from the second episode, we see Trouble follows her and she's moved a lot, didn't even finish her junior year. So I'm pretty sure that that will come back up in the season where something happened in the summer of 1998. And Isabella was pissed when she walked through the door, rightfully so, that Megan was going through her thing. She went straight for that bag where that disc was at as well. So I'm pretty sure we're going to find out what happened in the summer of 98 with her. So then it skips to Winter ninety nine, and the girls are in the mobile home, and now they're best friends. They are best friend. Megan is browing on her clothes, like, "Can I wear this to look party?" And she like, "You don't have to ask that." So I'm like, "Okay, they besties now." You know what I'm saying? A lot could change in a few months, and we see Megan has opened up tremendously. She's not the same uptight rule follower, and now she um. <clears throat> You know, now that she's been accepted into the school of her choice, she's on the scholarship at that. So that helps with her mom financially. She feels as if, you know, the weight is lifted off of her. So we just see a whole different persona. And now she's like, you know what? I want to do something I always wanted to do. And I only want to do it with you because you are my ride or die. I'm like, that's some 90 shit right there. Because we all used to like, yeah, that's my, that's my ride or die right there. You know? <laughs> So we go to summer of 2000 and in the summer of 2000, it's very dark. That's when we get that drastic change and the house has changed. Debbie seems to have become ill and Megan seems to have taken more of a responsibility around the home. At this point, I was thinking, okay, is college even in the plan for us, Megan? Because it was just such a drastic change and we have the little sister, she's um, going to ask Megan for money. And it just seemed like even the little sister has become more, you know, I'm over it. She's like, you're a piach," <laughs> And Megan is like, you're a slut. If you don't go change that shirt, reputation follows you, you know. So we can just see a, it's a drastic change. And we see the drastic change within the mom as well. And we haven't, we haven't, so far in 2000, we haven't seen Isabella yet as, as of then. So it goes to summer of 99 and Megan takes Isabella around her friends and she like, when they're driving in a car, she like, why did you come here again? (laughs) And Isabella's like, well, you know, i never really been in the States like that. I was born here, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I just want to be, you know, around a normal family or have a normal high school experience. And Megan looking like, "Mm mm-hmm, you know. So it just shows that little bit. Then it hurry up and skips back to winter 99. And we see the girls, they uh, dive in the water, you know, calling each other ride or die. And we see Megan has done something that she always wanted to do. But, you know, before she was too fearful to do it but now she's fearless she's more opened up now we go back to summer of 99 when she was that strict rule follower girl no my mistake summer 2000 because we see the missing person poster but it's tore up so we don't see who's on there and at this point i'm like okay did something happen to the girl isabella because she's missing and it's 2000 and, and we hadn't seen isabella or luke so i'm like what the hell is going on who missing and she's so dark and then another girl the girl Parker walk up and she like none of this would have happened if she never would have came and she like I know I think about that every day so we sit up there down there by the docks where they were in the summer of 99 with Luke and his friends so we know a lot has changed the whole city just looks darker and then it goes back to summer 99 and they go to Megan's job and we see that her boss he's a real asshole he's cutting her hours and giving them to another girl just because the girl likes to flirt with him so i'm pretty sure we're going to see more asshole tendencies from the boss before we uh season uh two ends now it's definitely a difference with the two girls megan is working she's hard working at that she's saving money um to get through college She's, you know, a computer science genius. She takes school, she takes life very serious. And Isabella is like, listen, I'm just a student of life, you know, she's carefree. she's, um, you know, free spirited, shall we say. Now, we go through a few scenes back to back really fast between the 99s, the winter, summer, and then the 2000. And we see the overdue bills with Debbie. But how proud she is of Megan, you know, she's like, you know, mom, don't worry, I'm going to keep working. And then, you know, Debbie is like, no, let me let me be the, you know, the mom for a change. Let me be the adult. I want you to go to school because her, everybody is so proud of her because she's finally got the scholarship. When the show first started, she was just saying how she's ready to go to college. And then by the time we get to that December, that's when she got accepted. So everybody is so um, proud of her. But we also see that those overdue bills are kicking um, with Debbie. I'm like, okay, you struggling, honey, on your daughter's senior year when you're trying to put her through college in exchange, too? Okay. <laughs> but um, we go back to summer 1999, and we see Luke getting out of the sheriff's car because he's in some summer program. So he's close to the sheriff, and he gets introduced to Isabella for the first time. Now, we see from the start, Isabella, she is more outgoing. She's very, very direct. <laughs> and this is a small town. So, she's going to stand out. And she's very outgoing, shall we say. <laughs> now, when when we recapped season one, from episode one, I picked the team. I mean, come on, it's only right. I, I know it's all. Let's love them both. Yeah, I know, but you know, we're watching the show, and and, and you know, and this it, this is from each of their perspectives. So <clears throat> from this episode early on, I knew who team I was going to be on. Uh, season one, I liked the Kate, but I was team Jeanette, and, and I wanted Jeanette to, you know, be right. I wanted to know that she hadn't done what she did. You know, I'm like, no, Jeanette, she didn't know anything. She didn't do anything. You know, and. And this one, I don't know why, but early on, like in the first <clears throat> ten minutes of the show, I don't know. I just was drawn to Kate. Uh, I said to Kate. I was drawn to Megan. I um I don't know. I so far we only had two episodes. It might change as it progresses, but I am uh, team Megan. <laughs> I don't know if they're gonna do it on how they did season one where it's going to be the two opposites against each other or are they going to be working together as it progresses but right now i don't know i just really liked it megan um and it cuts back to the drastic change after isabella is introduced to luke and then you could just kind of see on when isabella was more direct with luke and she's like did you just get arrested you know it was like more of She's just so direct and kind of comes off very flirtatious with the guys but then you know I liked it on how she was handling the brother. But um you could see early on where they were going. I'm like okay, uh Megan has feelings for Luke. He might not I don't he doesn't see it, but Isabella she she's very she's she's well versed, shall we say, and I think that she's seen that attraction and that's what made her go after Luke. I don't know we could be wrong cuz it's so much more that I could be wrong. It's so much more that you know we have to see. But to me that's what I took from it. I said, "Okay, you're in to me she was interested in Luke because she seen that Megan was it was obvious as as the viewers watching it. So after the introduction, it goes back to summer 2000. And that's the drastic change of the year. And we see that a fisherman has found the body in the lake. And Megan seems, as soon as she hears it, she seems to have some insight on who the body is. So she takes off and goes to the boathouse. And as soon as she gets out, we see Isabella's driver's license And she goes and cleans up some blood. So, okay, we know something happened. We know some incident happened. We know some crime happened. And we know she knows about it. So, what could make this girl who was just this, you know, good girl. And now we have a dead body. Uh, What's going on, Megan? You know. So, uh, it cuts back to summer 1999. And it looks like uh, Debbie works for Luke's dad. So we see that they have a very close relationship And they just work together Seem like they're good friends They've been going, been knowing each other for a very long time But when it cuts to winter nine, 1999 It seemed like even Their relationship has changed Not only has uh, Megan and Luke Went from best friends to in a relationship It looks like Debbie has not only Went to you know being co-workers and friends With the dad now they're in a relationship So I'm like okay You know I guess love is in the air For Christmas <laughs> So we go back to summer 1999, and Luke introduces the crew to Miss Isabella. We meet Brent, who is looks like he's gonna be a trip, and he is Luke's brother. We get introduced to Parker, who instantly is not feeling Isabella. She looking like, who is this? She get the rubbing on Brent, letting her know like this is my man, bitch. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like Parker Territory with her little piece. Okay, we see you, boo. <laughs> Even Isabella has to look back like, okay, it's you. <laughs> we meet Kelly and Kelly and Amy, who reminded me of the two airheads from uh, Cruise Summer who hung with Kate. I don't know why them two just reminded me of two airheads. Then we meet Jeff. Jeff is the cool guy with the camcorder And we can see he has a thing for Megan So you know we can already pick up on what's going on here with the crew So after the introduction we go back to winter of 1999 Luke and Megan They look like they were about to get busy And then they hear gunshots coming from outside And it looks like they're at the little lake house And when they go out there it's the neighbor next door now, Megan, um, she says that he works for Apple and, like, it's Apple royalty. And Luke goes on to say on how he was going crazy because he's talking about the world is going to come to the end on Y2K, which was a real big thing. We will talk about that because New Year's uh, for uh, 2000, baby, when I say <laughs> that year, that oh, my God, Y2K, that whole era, I remember that New Year's like it was yesterday. But um, everybody thought the world was going end. Um, and that reminded me of the original season. Do you guys remember, uh, season one of, of episode one of season one, Jamie and Jeanette were kissing and then they heard a big gunshot. So I'm pretty sure that this neighbor, they didn't show us him for nothing and him shooting the gun like he crazy. That is going to play some pivotal role in this series, just like in, um, the the season one on how that gunshot that that gunshot we heard from the first episode that actually ended up being a gunshot when when Kate killed the uh the weirdo principal uh, Martin so I don't think that they showed us that for nothing I think that's a clue that we must remember we need to remember the, the weirdo guy who uh Megan is blackmailing with the disc and we gotta remember this guy who was you know shooting pistols like it won no tomorrow So, we see in winter 1999, you know, love is in the air. You know, we got Debbie and uh, the dad, and we got uh, Megan and Luke. So, we go into the Christmas party, and Debbie and and, and Luke's dad, I can't think of his name right now, it'll come to me later, they seem to be close, you know, and, and so does Megan and Luke, and... Isabella she's free she's happy her and Megan are besties she's ready to go holler at the bartender who was from France and you know we see um Jeff is there and he Jeff definitely has a thing for Megan you can tell the way he looks at her he still got his little camcorder and then it cuts back to summer of 1999 and this is when uh Isabella keeps asking Megan about Luke she she can tell she has a thing for him. Because she was like, so how long have you been dating? And she's like, oh, we're just friends. Oh, I thought I have seen something there. Oh, so, you know, what about Luke? So, oh, is Luke going to be there? So, oh, do you mind if I hook up with him? <gasps> I'm like, "Girl, I'm going to sit your ass down. <laughs> so, we go back to winter 99. And we see Luke's dad. He has plan Luke's future for him he's gonna join the family business and um you know we can tell Luke is not happy about it he kind of wants to do his own thing but his father has planned his future for him so him and Megan kind of talk about that and then he tells her that he loves her for the first time so you know everybody on cloud nine love is in the air for Christmas where is the damn mistletoe at and then it goes back to summer 1999 And Luke tries to get Megan to open up more to Isabella, you know, telling her, like, you know, give her a chance. She's so great. And, you know, we see she has uh join right into the crowd she fits right in she sees that they're drinking she goes in drinking and she is just the life of the party and Megan ain't feeling it neither is Parker jealous ass <laughs> so though everybody else happy to have Miss Isabella around but Parker she like I'm ready for her to go back home where she came from Brent is my man okay <laughs> and then you know Megan she's just feeling like you know I'm is this girl you know everybody's just loving her she's in my space my mom loves her i got this thing for luke he he looks like he's drawn to her megan just doesn't look happy so everybody is happy to have isabella around the guys are flirting with her she's the new meet in town you know when you get the new new chick who come everybody flirt with her so you see all the guys flirting and the two nimwits, the, the airheads, they are happy to have somebody else to follow. But Megan ain't happy and Parker ain't happy because she see Brent looking at her. But it goes back to um 99. Cuts back to 99. And we see... Megan has changed. Her and Isabella, they're dancing at the party. they uh dancing to Ricky Martin, living a Vida Loca. And they dancing in front of everyone. And this is a new Megan. This ain't like the Megan we seen months ago in 99. So they having a fun at this Christmas party. They are living their lives. They're like, this is our winter break. We about to go to college, you know. And then it cuts back to the summer of 99, and Isabella goes up to Megan and she asks her, like, you know, would it be okay if she hooked up with Luke? Now, she knew damn well that girl liked him. She was, I think the only reason Megan was interested in uh, Luke is because she thought, she thought, Meg, she knew Megan was. That's my opinion, and I'm sticking to it. So, then we see multiple flashes, of course, you know, between winter 99, summer 99, winter 2000. We see all the flashes, kind of hard to keep up. Um, and then we see the summer 2000 and the cops pulling the body out of the water. So I'm like, who the hell is in that bag? We didn't know if it was Isabella or if it was Luke, because we hadn't seen neither one of them in the summer of 2000. Then it cuts back to winter 1999 at the big Christmas party. And Luke's dad, he goes to present, you know, the Christmas movie that they, Uh, show every year and instead of a christmas movie we get a sex tape now everyone just kept saying is that isabella is that isabella is that isabella so y'all know me y'all know me what i had to do i had to pause the goddamn tv like i know that ain't isabella so after i got done yelling and screaming and hit play i got to saying you bitch I was just I don't know, I had got invested. I had got my feelings involved. I'm like, you know, every time I went to that December 1999, I was liking seeing Megan and Luke together. So I'm like, and then seeing them as best friends. And then now you might be stuck. I got the screaming, yelling. I didn't know what the hell was going on. I, all I knew was I was mad and I was team Megan. But <laughs> we know in shows like this, it is never as it seems and it goes to the summer of 2000 and they pull luke's body out of the lake and that hurt me (laughs) that hurt me i'm like luke luke i felt like laura from general hospital i'm like luke what happened but um we see um Megan looking devastated, but, like, she kind of know what's going on. And then all of a sudden, Isabella pops up, like, we have to get our story straight. And she just looks at her and nod her head. And all I could say was, God damn, I need more. And I was so blessed because they gave us episode two and we had more. So just like season one, it left you wanting more. So that since episode one was a very solid episode, and I had got so invested because I was so mad towards the end. So then we get to episode two, Ride or Die. And it opens with us being upset <laughs> over the so-called deceit. However, like I said before, it, it's never what it seems to be. So it opens up and it says the events that are about to unfold take place on or around July 18th, 1999, December 18th, 1999, and July 18th, 2000. And then um, as far as with the original season one, it was a little... We were trying to put clues together, but with this one, you really have to guess because it says, it doesn't say approximately on the day, it says happened around, so you kind of really got to guess. So that's going to be really good for the next eight weeks. You know, it's, it's the fun part of guessing what happened and trying to put the clues together. So it starts with summer of 1999. And I guess this is supposed to be Isabella's, uh, you know, her side of the story, her perspective um because it starts off with her she's writing a letter to her best friend lisa about her new home for you know the her senior year and how everybody looks at her you know like she is and you know that's what makes it fun to you know mess with their heads that's why i said she knew what she was doing she knew megan light luke she 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 knew what she was doing (laughs) so it killed me when she walked out the damn door and Megan just pulled off. She was like, hey! And all you heard was shroom! <laughs> but uh, I was just like, well, damn, Megan. You could have gave that girl a ride. You know, Isabella ain't that bad. But I was still mad because I thought she had slept with Lou. But it shows her walking um, um, out in 1999. Um right after that it goes to the winter of 99 and when she walks out it's like slut stuff all over her trailer and then it cuts to summer 2000 with her walking out and Megan ignoring her it kind of went you know really fast between summer 99 winter 99 and then summer 2000 and we have all of these drastic changes so we see next uh goes back to summer 99 Isabella is bonding with Miss Debbie and the little sister. They're talking about her, you know, she's telling them about, you know, her life and her best friend Lisa back home and um, how they went to boarding school together. And and then it cuts back to winter 99. And Debbie was able to keep her from getting suspended um, from some school because of the tape. And she like, well, I don't know if Megan's going to forgive you. And then we go back to summer 99. This shit get confusing. (laughs) So we go back to summer 99. And Isabella is going up to Megan's job, returning her wallet. In walks Luke, of course. And Isabella gets to flirting with him. And then it cuts back to winter 1999. (sighs) Y'all know why I said we about the party like it's 1999? Because hell, I'm confused. I go from summer 99 to winter 99. Then summer 99 to winter 99 to fall 99. <sighs> okay. <laughs> so it cuts back to winter 1999. And we see it was actually Megan on the tape. And Isabella it was only her sweater so all of the bitches that caught her because i was so emotional that bothered me i had to take it back like oh isabella ain't do nothing (laughs) so the only thing that confused me with this part is i'm like okay if you know you didn't sleep with him why the hell you chasing after this damn girl like I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean, I'm like, what the fuck are you apologizing for if you didn't sleep with him? Y'all knew what y'all was doing. Y'all confused feel the hell out of us. The way she ran out of there and she running after her apologizing here, we all thought she slept with him. So I apologize and apologize, Isabel, you're not a bitch, (laughs) but it is wrong for you to sleep with your best friend, man. And I don't know why, but that always happens in high school. So I just knew it happened. So um we see Isabella, she was a real one. Let's keep it let's keep it real from what we see so far. Because she like, you know what? You my ride or die, you my best friend. You're not finna lose your scholarship. Everybody can hate me. They call me a slut. I don't care. Let them believe it was me on the tape because you gon' listen, you going to school. <laughs> Megan. You going to school, you know? So I'm like, okay, all right, Isabella. You know, we did a whole different reverse change here. So she is willing to, you know, have the whole town hate her so Megan won't lose her scholarship. And she didn't even sleep with Luke. So we see um, back in 2000, the Corners report comes back in. And we learned the cause of death of Luke was from drowning, and there was also a gunshot wound, there was pain meds, and all I could say is, what the hell, you know, I'm already mad, y'all, I killed Luke off in the first episode, what, what the hell, drown, gunshots, murder, pain pills, but I have a theory, and I'll say that towards the end, but this was a murder, this was a murder, So we see, um, summer 2000, Debbie, Isabella, Megan, they all show up to pay their respect. Isabella kind of compares it like, you know what? Now here comes everybody pretending to love Luke, just like they did Princess Diana. You know, nobody cared about her when she was living, but you know, all heartbroken when, you know, she died and that is what they do when people die. So we go back to summer 1999 and we see Luke and Isabella. They're bonding at the party over Luke's house. And we see Parker. She is pissed off when she see Isabella walking in. She gets the kissing on Brent, letting her know, bitch, this is my man. I'm like, damn, Parker, you don't play. (laughs) You territorial over your piece. But you know what? I feel you on that, boo. I feel you. Um, So we go to winter 1999. And Isabella uh, destroys the tape and they try to figure out who recorded these two, you know, not only who recorded us, but who put the tape in like this was purposely done. So it cuts back to summer 2000 and Brent tells them when they come visit that Steve, that's the daddy name, Steve went to go down to the police station because they think Luke was murdered. So we see now in the year of 2000, Parker has actually got a brand new attitude. Now her and Isabella, they're on good terms. Shall we say that they're even friends? And she, uh, Isabella, after they make it back, after they found out it was murder, she and they're packing up. She is packing up for the next flight to Paris. And um, Parker tells her like, no one can leave. The sheriff is bringing us all back in for questioning. So we know at this point, the way how Megan and Isabella is acting, they know exactly what happened to Luke. And um, she looks back at the picture of her, Megan and Luke. And it goes back to the day the picture was taken in the summer of 1999 at the house party at Luke's house. So we get you know, the little backstory from the party and everything that's going on there. And then we go back to winter 1999 and Isabella and Luke, they was about to squabble, wasn't they? About how to handle the situation um, with the tape. Luke thinks it's his brother Brent who did it and he's like, he'll take care of it. Isabella, she thinks it was Jeff because Jeff had a thing for Megan and she thinks it was payback for that. So like they both arguing about how they're going to take, take care of whoever did this. And then it goes to summer 2000, and it goes to the precinct where uh, Jeff asked Isabella, <laughs> when she walking out? He like, did you kill Luke so you can have Megan to yourself? And I was like, well, damn, what the hell? Listen, what's go- what happened to Luke? <laughs> so Isabella tells Megan that she's leaving town and Megan just blows up she like you ain't going nowhere you're not finna leave me here to to deal with this by myself so all I could think at this point is I want to know what the hell happened I don't what happened to Luke I liked it Luke what happened and you know when we putting all the clues together okay he disappeared on New Year's Eve him and Megan was kissy w lovey okay you're so in love you seem to know what happened you should be a little more heartbroken than this, but then listen—it's just a little too much. It's a little too much. I want to know what happened. So then it goes to winter nineteen ninety nine, and Parker and Isabella. It shows that um, this is when this is how they became friends in the winter of ninety nine. Parker and uh, Brent have have broken up. The tape had came out of. Uh, Luke, so Parker was like, You know what? I know, like, Brent liked the film. I'm trying to see if he got any tapes of me. So they break into the house and they get to destroying tapes because they find a whole bunch of them. So we see it cuts back to summer 1999, and Isabella is still trying to get in good with Megan. She's trying to break her open a little bit. She, like, you know, she keeps trying to talk to her. And then she's also still flirting heavy with Luke. Now, after we see the party scene, it goes back to the winter of 1999. And uh, Brent and uh, Luke's dad, he is going off about the embarrassment from the tape, what it could do to the family. And then it cuts to summer 2000. And we see Debbie, she's consoling Steve because Steve was like, first my wife, now my son. You know, it's just a lot. So it goes back and forth, and then we end up back in at the summer party in 99, and we see the party from, you know, how everybody's partying, and Isabella finds Megan's pills in her bag. So now we see that <clears throat> Megan has a little secret to herself. She take pills, you know. She, like, she uses them to stay up for school. So, you know, Isabella, like, listen, everybody think they know you, but they don't know you, but your secret is safe with me. So we see the sheriff in 2000. He's questioning all of the kids. And we get a little backstory from the party of New Year's. Now, this is where it gets interesting at for me. When Isabella starts getting questioned and we see how many schools she has been to in the last few years and that wherever she goes trouble follows her and she knew how to work sheriff didn't she because she was like sit down debbie i have this and i'm not saying nothing until i have a lawyer and we also learned that one of the reasons because he was like you know what when luke first went missing you were ready to get on out of here and she was like well i decided to stay because debbie got ill so we see i'm like okay isabella I need more. I need more backstory. I think Isabella's story is going to be very, very interesting. And we see um, it goes back to winter 1999 after the Christmas party. And Brent, he is sure as looked like Luke. I did not do the tape. I do record. I do. I got turned out when I was in the ninth grade. But it wasn't me. Like Shaggy, it wasn't me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He tells me. he like, not only wasn't me, I wouldn't do that to dad. So I'm like, well, damn, who did the tape? But I got two people in mind. So then it cuts back to summer 1999. And we see at the party, Luke and Isabella, they're getting super close. They're in the pool. They started kissing. And we got look, Megan looking hurt as hurt, 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 hurt. Like I didn't have feelings for this boy since kindergarten. Okay. So then it goes to the winter 1999 after the tape incident we see mook and uh, i said mook well hey megan and luke mook (laughs) we see megan and luke they land up in the bed they kissing you know she's telling him how he is the most important person to her and she has his back and you know that's that's who really is her ride or die and who do we have listening on the, you know what I'm saying? Like, on outside the door, Isabella. I'm like, ooh, and Isabella looked pissed. Like, she was the one getting cheated on. Or I'm like, a, never mind. Listen, Isabella was pissed. When she called Luke that ride or die, Isabella, she marched right up to Debbie like, I have something to tell you. Damn, what are we about to tell Debbie? I want to know. <laughs> so then we see the picture being taken that Isabella was looking at from the summer of 1999 with Jeff taking a picture of Luke, herself, and Megan. And then it goes to the summer of 2000. And Isabella is calling her mom for help and flushing pills down the toilet. Now, here is my theory, y'all. Was those the pills that they found in Luke's body? And when she went to Debbie, was she telling Debbie that that was Megan on the actual sex tape?
1: Mm.
0: (laughs) We know Luke went missing on New Year's Eve at the party. Him and Megan were in love. Now, the this all happened around December 15th. They're on Christmas break. It was the Christmas party, and we're at the New Year's party when Luke went missing. We know these are the facts we know. And that was a solid episode. It left you wanting more. But these are the facts we know. Megan and Luke were in love at the Y2K party. Megan and Isabella were fighting. Luke disappeared. He had pills in his body. Isabella's flushing pills down. Trouble follows her where she goes. Now, something happened to where Megan knows exactly what's going on. And for some reason, she hasn't said anything. And I'm wondering, like, why the hell you ain't said nothing? This was supposed to be the love of your life. Something happened with these three. And I need to know. (laughs) i need to know but those are the clues we know we know the guy with the gun with the uh the shotgun he's he has something to do involved with this we got the guy with the disc that might be the same guy who knows i don't know who recorded the tape but i'm wondering was it was jeff because he always has the camcorder and it shows that he has some deep feelings for megan so i have no idea but we got to remember those clues the guy with the disc, the guy with the shotgun, who could be the same guy because we didn't see his face when he was shooting a gun. When Luke died, he had a gunshot wound. He also had pills in his body. Isabella was flushing pills down the toilet. Isabella looked at butt hurt when Megan called Luke her ride or die, her ultimate ride or die. The only one she cares about she looked at her like she had some type of feelings for megan i don't know if that's where they're going but she went straight to debbie and i'm wondering if she went to go tell debbie like look that was me on that tape and um those are the clues we have <laughs> i need more y'all i need more they gave us two strong solid episodes i am rooting for this season i'm hoping that they keep it very suspenseful so we can keep guessing if you guys listen on spotify you can leave a comment please leave your theories and what you think and are you team megan are you team isabella are you team both of them are you team luke Hell, Luke need a team, too. <laughs> um, and let me know. And if you don't listen to me on Spotify and you listen to me on a, one of the other platforms, message me um, and let me know. You know, give me your theory so we can have fun and talk about it. Um, don't go anywhere. I'm about to play the trailer. And I have a sleeper for you guys in my Joe Button style. Shout out to the Pod Father Joey. Authorities and suspect foul play. Should have figured my parents would send you? We need to control the optics. They're going to keep her mouth So
1: basically it's blackmail. Can you explain to me why your fingerprints want the gun? Cruel summer. Mondays at 10 on 3-4 wait. <laughs> All right, I'm
0: going to recap this episode uh, Tuesday night. Uh, this is episode three called Bloody Knuckles. I have so many theories why is Isabella blackmailing Jeff was it Jeff who did the tape and who fingerprints were on the gun who is this lady that Isabella's parents has sent probably to cover up something else from her past Isabella has a mysterious past I want to know what was on that damn disc from summer 1998 (laughs) <laughs> I love Cruise Summer, so I'm excited about, you know, it returning and us recapping it, and it's going to be an anthology, so uh, if they're picked up for season three, it'll be two um, new characters, so I'm loving it, I'm loving it, but I do want them to keep it in the, you know, keep it back, you know, in old school, like, um, I love the Y2K era, but I want them to go back to the 90s, because I'm just a 90s nostalgia hit, um, so I'm loving it, and then if y'all follow my Big Sky recaps, you know Big Sky. I love on how they do it for each season; they get a brand new case, and we can introduce a different character. So, to me, this is the way to keep the show going. You know, have a different case to solve and a new crime to figure out each season. I'm loving it. All right, so it's only right if I play a sleeper from 1999. That's gonna be our theme of. You know, our cool summer recaps this season, Uh, all of the sleepers will be songs that came out in 1999, and I think it's only right to play this song, because this is one of my favorite songs in 1999. I hope you guys enjoy. Here's my sleeper in my Joe Budden style. Shout out to the Pop Father Joe. Here is my sleeper.
1: These days with no cheese, no dills and no cheese. Keys. No post, no snowmobiles, no and no skis. Mad at me because I can finally afford to provide my family with groceries. Got a crib with a studio with a stall full of tracks. To add to the wall full of clacks. Hanging up in the office and back of my house like trophies. You start thinking I'ma let my toe freeze. Ho oh, please. You better pop down on both knees. Who you think taught you to smoke trees? Who you think brought you the ODs? Easy ease. Ice cubes and DOCs. And a group that said, Motherfucker, the police. Gave you a tank full of dope beast, the part where Stroll through in your hood. But with your album sales wouldn't do too good. Who's the doctor they told you to go see? It. Y'all better listen up closely. All you niggas that say that I turn clock on the fur flop. Follow the reason
2: just right and be getting no sleep. So fuck y'all. All of y'all, if y'all don't like me, blow me. Try to go keep fucking around with me and turn me back to the old news. Nowadays, everybody wanna talk like they got something to say. But if it comes out when you move their lips to the different shit, what the fuck is They forgot about trade. Nowadays, everybody wanna talk like they got something to say, but if the comes out. When he moved the lips, it's a bunch of gibberish. You're on the fuck's side and they forgot about Trey. So, what do you say to somebody you hate? What? When he trying to bring trouble, your way? What if it's all things in the front of your way? Just what do you take for Finn WA? One day I was walking by with a warping on, but I called a guy, giving me dark, but I, off a rock with eyes. You're up the angle, the mommy, you're walking lies, but it's dark and odd. I don't give a fuck if it's dark and odd. I'm harder than me trying to park a dime, so I'm drunk as fuck. Right next to when you walk as fuck, and a two car garage. Half an with two fucking legs, trying to walk it off. Fuck you too, bitch, call the cops. I'ma kill you in them loud ass motherfucking walkin' dogs, and when the cops came for me, and Dre stood next to a burned down house with a can full of gas and a handful of matches, I still weren't found out. Right here, from here on out, the product two. Starting today, tomorrow's a noon. and I'm still walking with cuffs to turn you to death for the charges. I'm in the city. When babies and the Mercedes pins with the windows up when the tip goes up to the mid eighties. Call it men eighties. Sorry, doc, but I've been crazy. There's a way that you can save me. It's okay, go with him, Haley. Nowadays everybody wanna talk like they got something to say. But nothing comes out when they move the lips. It's a bunch of gibberish. The motherfuckers out, and they forgot about grey. Everybody wanna talk, lady got something to say. But the comes out when they move the lips. Just a bunch of
1: gibberish motherfuckers the fucking You forgot about a It well, was up to me. You stop coming up to me with your hands out, looking up to me like you want something free. When my last CD was out, you would not to me. But so now that I got some company, everybody wanna come to me like it was some disease. But you won't get a crumb for me, cause I'm from the streets. Of... I sold them all. All the little gangsters. Who do you think helped Yo, more? Now you wanna run around talk about guns like I ain't got none. What you think I sold them all? Cause I stay well off. Now all I wanna get is all day, stay Dre fell off, Bro, cause I've been in the lab, put a pin in the pad, trying to get this damn label off, I ain't having that, this is the millennium of aftermath, it ain't gonna be nothing after that, so give me one more platinum black and fuck rap, you can have it back, so where's all the mad rappers at, it's like a jungle in this habitat, with all these savage cats, know that I was strap
2: with cats, we were cuddled in the cabbage patch, Nowadays everybody wanna talk, they got something to say, but nothing comes out when they move their lips. it's a bitch of liberation, motherfuckers act and they forgot about praise, Nowadays everybody wanna talk, they got something to say, but like they about hey, that's that shit from
0: 1999 we about to have fun with these crew summer recaps uh the season st- uh, started off solid You guys are just um, coming to me for a cruise summer. I hope you are here to stay, 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 stay because we recap shows over here. As always, I love you guys. Thank you so much for your support. We are going into a new week. Please be safe. Protect your energy at all costs. Avoid anybody who is the enemy to your energy. Life is too precious, life is too short. I want you guys to live your lives to the fullest. The sky is the limit. Go after what you want. Get the people who don't mean no good to you out of your way. It's okay to put yourself first because we only got one life to live. And right now, stress is at an all-time high. You just got to do the best that you can. You want something, you go out and get it. Don't let nobody tell you what you can't do if you are new to the platform i hope you are here to stay i have recapped every cruel summer episode from season one so make sure you check that out as well as many other shows um please share please follow me on spotify it will help me out If you have any theories, leave the uh, comment on Spotify for what did you think about this episode or just, you know, inbox or email me. Let me know if you have any recap requests. Let me know. I hope you guys have a beautiful week. Enjoy it. And I will be back on sometime Tuesday for my episode three recap. I will be dropping. A documentary recap because as you know for my day one listeners i uh do a tribute to my favorite artist of all time tupac on his born day and i have not recapped the dear mama docuseries but i started watching it and i'm on episode four and it is (sighs) we'll talk I got a lot to say about this documentary, a lot. So that will be my tribute to him this year. We talk about um, his life, why he's important to me, and recap the docuseries. It will drop between tomorrow, um, between the 11th and the 13th. I'll have it out before his day. So uh, thank you again for your support. And remember, you guys can hit me up if you have any recap requests. Please protect that energy and be safe. Live it up. Sky is the limit. It's your girl, Shanice, and I'm out
1: hope you enjoyed the show with your girl Shanice.